Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're back in the Academy, and you're damn right. Captain Kirk will probably make a comeback at some point in this Star Trek series. You already did it, Strange New Worlds. Ha <laughs> ha! But in Picard, we got that Easter egg in Picard, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But I'm here I'm, I'm here with the introduction, and John's just shaking his head. John's like, this guy's messing it up. But it's me, Dimitri Zerdos, the biggest Star Trek original series fan, as you can see by my hat. Boom. Mm. Love the original series, and I marked out for this new episode of Picard. But I am not alone in the Academy. I am joined by my man, the man who loves Minoru Suzuki, then, then Zen Sushi. It is John Enright. John, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, my friend. Just, uh, just you know, trying to keep from going insane. and uh Yeah. So, the, so this question: the, am, am I going to get canceled for the Suzuki and Sushi comment? No, I don't think okay, so. Nah, not for me anyway. <laughs> I know, because I mean, you're not wrong. I love Suzuki and I love sushi. So. I know you're right. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not like Vince McMahon where I call them sushi bellies. Okay. Oh well, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Allegedly, 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 because allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> WWE's litigation is like famous. Okay? Yes, yes, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. No, uh, you know, like, like, just, dude, uh, I've had, like, this week has already been just, like, what, like, we're, we're trying to get this renovation project going, and the city's like, oh, yeah, we want to help you, sure, you just need a renovation project, but you need a floor plan. And we're like, we don't, we don't have a floor plan. Floor plan? Yeah, for the whole building. Not just for the area that which the, the builder has submitted, but they want a floor plan for the entire building. What is this, man? Upstate New York and Texas? Dude, like, it's I, mean, I, thought, I thought Texas was free, baby. Yeah, and, like, so it's like, okay, uh, no, nobody can find a floor plan. So today, like, yesterday, I had to take some pictures that other stuff came up. Today, I had to, it took me, like, about an hour to measure the entire building room by room, write it down, and then like then get all the pictures to my executive director so that she can work on like the floor plan because she says she can draw one up. But we can't even move forward with a permit until we have that with the bid and the restructured floor plan. Look, all we're doing is taking a patio that they enclosed and making it not an enclosed patio anymore. <laughs> like the engine, like the city engineer earrings, city engineers came out, looked at it, like, oh, yeah, this shouldn't be a problem at all. This should just be a general renovation. Yeah, look, this is actually a patio. So, yeah, you should be fine. Like, and then it's like, no, oh, but you need, um, wait, 
fuck. And like we have to look, we have to have this money spent by May 31st. Yeah. Right. And we're still we're sitting here trying to get permits done. It's and like we're getting, and it's getting close to nut cutting time too. I know. Well, like, first of all, I didn't get this project until February. Exactly, yeah. You know, and here I am, I'm getting bids, get everything done. And and then it's like, oh fuck. Like <laughs> Like I knew dealing with the city was going to be a kick in the nuts. I, I did. Yeah. Was, dealing with any type of a, a government, trust me, government agencies, it's a it's it's a kick in the balls. Okay? Yeah, like so. Oh, I was just like, okay. oh, we... like, really, 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 yeah. really, a floor plan actually... for the entire building, for the entire <laughs> building, not for the area that we're renovating, that we're turning a mm-hmm. patio that was enclosed to make a room back into a patio. No, not for that. I feel like I'm talking. I feel like I'm the Alan Iverson going practice. We talk about practice, like bro, bro. Just uh, take. Listen, man. Take the saws off. Just cut it off. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So what? Yeah. A pain in the rear, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like this Dude, week, and then tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Hang on. I'm. Che- I have to check my work phone because tomorrow. Um. We have a college here, uh, junior college here in town called Weatherford College, and they just built a brand new workforce building. It's got oh, like a, yeah, a welding lab, uh, HVAC lab, CAD lab, machine lab. And so we're taking our kids to tour that building tomorrow. So that way it's like, oh, you know, they can kind of see what they have planned um, so that they can know these are options for them post-graduation. And there's like there's a full on salon in the building where like you can go get your hair done for free or cheap, you know, real real cheap. And then um, there's uh, uh, there's they have a le- on the second level. It's like all the medical stuff. They got a full medical suite with life size dummies, and then people that can come in and do that kind of stuff, uh, dental and all that. And that dude, it's like legit what they've got. They've got some. It's a three story building. It's super nice, and they've got all kinds of really cool stuff. So I'm looking forward to taking the kids to see that. So it'll be neat to see. That's so, awesome, bro. Yeah. So they're texting. Ugh. Let's see. So yeah, I gotta keep checking it for another. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Uh... So anyway. So yeah. If I get distracted by that, it's just I'm having to keep track of. So I can keep track of who all is going to be going tomorrow. I get it. I, I get it. Bro. So always you know. working. So yeah. I mean, so I mean, so so we had an epic conversation before we even recorded. And obviously, obviously, our second love is uh, wrestling. Next, next to Star Trek. So we yeah. were talking a little bit about wrestling and about certain things and how to book people and everything else. So um, if you guys really want to know about wrestling and all that stuff, you know, you want to. You want to check out Channel Attitude because John, you do a wrestling podcast on there, correct? Yes, I do. Uh, hey, oh, good lord, uh, kids <laughs> now want to get social on the group chat. And I'm like, Look, this is <laughs> so 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 so. John does the Smack Attack where where him and his uh, co-hosts of experts they talk about they 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 break down SmackDown and they talk about SmackDown. Yes, yes, okay. that is every Saturday morning. Uh, starting 10 a.m. Central Time uh, with the gentleman from the PWC. Uh, so with uh, Jimmy and Jeff and Chris. So 
Yeah. The other two guys are right. Jimmy, you know, uh, he, he likes to say he's been an hour late both the last two weeks in a row. He's running and, on Greek time. It's okay. Yeah, he's running on Greek time. We uh, he, he tried to say he was Spanish uh, this week, though. Denying really? Spanish? Heritage. Yeah. Really? So, you, like, next, time, next time, you know what? Listen, next when you talk to him, say, listen, Dimitri said you tried acting Spanish. Dimitri, Dimitri said that you're a Malacca. <laughs> and oh, the admiral! The admiral, the admiral. Right in. So yeah. we have to shut up now. We, 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 no, that's it. We got no more wrestling. No more Stevie wrestling. Star Trek. So no. we're going to discuss something. But shout out Stevie Richards, Stevie. I'm so happy to see that you're doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, been saying, been saying in the morning prayers for you every single morning, and yep. seeing you walking and doing, getting more physical is just, it's awesome, bro. And mm-hmm. you know, we're so happy and. We know sooner or later you're going to be back pumping iron, kicking ass, and just being Stevie fucking Richards. Okay, that's it, you know? So. Yes, the, the nicest man um, he is, is on the planet. The great, I mean, this, this man, once again, you know, he mm-hmm. helped me get out of a bad relationship. I was going to make a mistake, and uh, he, he, wa- he, was, he was the outside voice that that knew really knew nothing and i told him the situation he's like you, you need to get the hell out of the situation mm. and and you know what he was right it turned out it wasn't a good situation this person didn't care about my family and i was going to something that was that's consumed six years of my life and she just when when the chips were down she wasn't there so stevie you were right on that buddy <laughs> yeah so, but yeah, but 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 shout out Stevie, and uh, we're gonna start talking Star Trek now. Yes, because so, the Admiral has weighed in, the, and so you never disarray a direct the order admiral, from the Admiral. The Admiral came, and Stevie kicked both of us like, "Get your asses talking about Star Trek, yes. not his wrestling stuff." Yes, so, yes. So, all right. Well, I guess if that's the case, since the Admiral has spoken, we're gonna go with our shortest time ever to get <laughs> to the news. So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This is live production on the air. Uh, so let us go ahead and play our bosun's whistle now, which will be done in post editing. With if you watch, if you listen to the show after. Uh, uh, so, but we're going to talk news this week. We have a good bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that I know you want to talk about, and then we're going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, this is the biggest news that has come out in the last few days or so. Um, this is as of today, as a matter of fact, um, season two of Strange New Worlds will debut Thursday, June 15th in the United States, the UK, Australia, Latin America, Brazil, France, Italy, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, and all on that date. And then South Korea is going to be at a later date and it's going to be a 10 episode season as well. And then that they've also announced that it's already been renewed for season three. Well, so, obviously, yeah. I mean, I would, I would renew it for season three. And they haven't, yeah, played, I, they haven't done season two yet. They're already. It doesn't season, matter. Yeah, it's, I mean, no yeah. matter. Listen, if they continue on the same formula that they did on season one, you, you can, you can run this for ten seasons mm-hmm. easily, and still draw big numbers because it's. Literally, everyone rants and raves about how great it is because it's gone back to the original formula. It's it it's gone back to old school track. Mm-hmm. It's bright, it's bright, it's airy, 
there's hope, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not doom and gloom. Like, like sometimes you got that in discovery, you got that in Picard, you know, where, where, where the heel is always going over and the baby face never comes back and wins. Yeah. In this, you know, and another thing too, it's like, you know, Starfleet isn't evil. All, all these Star Trek series, Starfleet's evil. Like, you know, the higher ops are evil. I mean, but it, but it, it's always been like that. Even in Next Generation, it was like that. In in, in Next Gen, you know, some of the, the baddies, they, they, some of the baddies were admirals. They were, you know, they were kind of did some crazy stuff. But it's, but to, to me, it's like this is totally back to like original series track next gen where it's fun to watch you, you it's it's not like it, it it doesn't crush your soul watching it because mm-hmm. i mean there are cases of episodes of discovery i'm just like oh my god i feel even worse than i did before when i watched star trek i want to watch star trek to be happy i'm like sad yeah i'm like well why mm-hmm. i mean I, and, and i like discovery so I, you know, I'm I'm glad. I'm so happy that it got renewed. Also, John, there's also another part too. Another well, yeah, series yeah, got renewed. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not done with the story. You just took off and didn't let me. I know. It's, you, it's what I do. look, look, bro. We, I got look. There's there's two. There's three other things to talk about. All right. I know so, that's what I do. So do. so they also that's announced there's not a there's not an exact date yet. Okay. But they did announce that Lower Decks will premiere late summer on Paramount Plus. Usually, it's been about August for okay. that. So the idea being that probably we'll see an August start for Lower Decks, and season five has been renewed for Lower Decks, and they are already writing season five for Lower Decks. So they're not, they're not messing around. No, it's also going to be it's going to be uh, ten episodes for the fourth and fifth season. Then. Prodigy is going to be released uh, this winter, okay. and they the second season will include additional twenty episodes, uh, which should cover the series through twenty twenty four because they do that different because they are par- partnering with Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon is helping with some of that cost. You know they do that season one A and season one B. You know the the split season. Yeah, yeah. For for, uh, for Prodigy, so. That will be um, how that works, but the the first half most likely um, will be that winter call, you know, call. And then they're saying um, Discovery, the final season, will be in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be three shows for sure. Well, I mean, if you count Picard four, but three of the main shows that will continue on will be. Uh, for 2023, 2024, we'll see Discovery's run and its final season in 2024. What for sure? But they have said that they have confirmed development of the Section 31 project with the show and a Starfleet Academy series. Uh, hmm. If either or both of those are going to be announced, it's most likely a 2025 project. But uh, Alex Kurtman also confirmed plans to expand the Star Trek universe, possibly including live action miniseries and TV movies. Um, so these are all things he's announced along with these dates for everything. 
So Discovery Season 5, if you're looking for that this year, it won't happen until 2024. Uh, If you're looking for the Section 31 and Starfleet Academy projects, which they haven't said, is that going to be what timeline is going to be setting? Because, you you know, they did have, um, uh, what's her name from Discovery? Um, Michelle Yell? No, no, no. The the Tilly. Oh, um, Ensign Tilly. Yeah, yeah, she's in in the thirty second, you know, century at Academy. You know, there. So, are they doing that, or is it going to be another timeline where, you know, you could really do that at any timeline? And mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. How fun would that be? You'd have one season be an Academy in the Kirk era, one season be Academy in the Picard. Uh, Deep Space Nine era, and then another one in like you know the different eras that have been represented so far. Or, or you could have the Academy first being established by Jonathan Archer. Y- yeah, I mean you could you could you do that. Could, yeah, you could do all of that. Do all do that. that. Like yeah, start with the Enterprise. Do yeah, like yeah. you know tromp through the different years. You know the different years of the Academy of when the Star Trek shows were released or whatever, mm-hmm. and have like what was life at the Academy like then so um I all think i know is this need... is that we need we need more boothby though gotta have more boothby yeah well is the actor still alive no he's not but he was a great actor though yeah he was yeah, hilarious he there was oh god what was it what show was i watching it was, it was like an older show i don't know if it was like murphy brown or nightcore it was it was it was nightcore he played like this 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 crazy judge mm. john i swear I was literally, I was, I was pissing my pants. That's how hard I was laughing. Hmm. It's his voice, his delivery, everything. He's just such a that guy. He's just such a great actor. And then obviously him portraying Boothby in Star Trek, he he killed it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know. yeah. So you know, so I think to me, this shows that that Paramount is still heavily invested in Star Trek, even with the streaming companies making cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that Star Trek is a tentpole for Paramount to make their streaming service work. And I mean, uh, there's not a better franchise to do that with because yeah. of everything that's you've got. And the, and like I said, the way you can go, like with the Academy uh, series, like I said, you could, you could jump to any mm-hmm. timeline and be yeah. okay with it if you wanted to, if you wanted to go that route. Um, because, I mean, at some point, if you go to the Academy long enough, you, you graduate out. And you're going to need a new class. Why not do a year where you show something that happens within like the year of Wolf 359? Yeah. You know, with Star Trek in, in, in that tie in, the Dominion War year. You know, you could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what life was like in the Academy in those aspects in TOS in the 32nd century. I think, I think there's, uh, like you mentioned, the establishment of it with Archer. I think it just shows, though, that with Section 31, uh, I was reading it was something like Guardians of the Galaxy meets something else. It was really funny that Michelle Yeoh talked about it. Really? Um, yeah, so it should be kind of fun. Um, no, I, because, I mean, this is... They're, yeah. they're, they're finally learning. Yeah. Like, original series vibe, next generation vibe, fun. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Well, I mean, I think you need a touch of seriousness, but like the, the Section 31 show might be a little, little bit darker, but a little bit more fun too. Like yeah, that I mean, kind of, you, can, you know, well, you could do a little of both. Well, I mean, here's um, it with Section 31. I mean, so Section 31 is supposed to be like 
the, 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 the covert op and stuff like that, you know, spy thing. Yeah, yeah, it can be dark, but you can have like you can have dark humor. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah. I mean, look at Michelle. Every time, every time she was on there as Giorgio, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. As the as you know, as as Empress Giorgio. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has some great stuff, you know. So yeah, it's, it's like so. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. It should be. I mean, it should be fun. I. It should be an interesting series to see how she, like because you have to start it with the you know guardian of forever when she goes gets sent back and mm-hmm. then how she makes her way back to section 31 in that time period right i mean that's that's where you've got to start because she gets sent back you know in time to her time from the yeah. from the guardian so she goes I don't know. back to she, she she goes back to the past and she's like I'm from the future and I know things. Right. But like that's that's the whole bit though, is that like that's shows you can you can go a lot of places right now um yeah. with this. So that that's the that's the intriguing part is there's a lot to build from, even though it's like, oh, they're they're reducing their shows, but boy, the shows they have in the in the queue to pull up, they could really do a lot with those yeah. two shows right yeah. there alone. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Um, but I think the next thing we need to talk about is the review on the season one Blu-ray for Strange New Worlds because it's uh, this review, the person says it's fascinating. So um, we see here uh, that, by the way, did you know that the premiere season was a 99% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes? That's something. That's pretty impressive. When you got the marks saying it's 99 percent, and you know mm-hmm. and you know the marks they just love to hate yeah and that's something that that means that means you hit a home run right yeah i think so you know i mean i i think the so the blu-ray set itself like obviously obviously it's uh you're getting the season where you know this author says that some of the standouts for for them include the Children of the Comets, Ghost of Illyria, Spock mm-hmm. Amok, uh, Lift Us, Where Suffering Cannot Reach, um, and then the reinvention of the Gorn was something that they found interesting that as well. That was scary. You know, Gorn. That was some, some crazy... I mean, you want to talk about seriousness and, and horror? You got it there. I mean, you got humor... Mm-hmm. In Spock and Mock, you got fun in that. You had what was the fairy tale one again? I don't remember. It's, I don't remember, but yeah. you had that one. That was and then good. you had the Gorn where you had the death of a beloved character. Yeah. In that, which was that was tough. Yeah, it was that good. Was tough to watch. It was good. I mean, but you're getting the quality and the video quality yeah. of this is just yeah, it's in, unreal. It's it's stellar. It's beautiful, especially if you get it in Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a surprise bonus. It wasn't reserved on, on the release. So these are some of the features that you, the special features you get with the DVD when you don't get it through streaming. Um, so this wasn't listed on the press release for a bonus. Uh, CBS has included the 2006 remastered version of the classic Star Trek episode, Balance of Terror. This is fitting extra, of course, 
as episode 110, A Quality of Mercy, relies heavily on the events and the dialogue from the original episode. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get that in there. Uh, you get that's that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, and it's it's the remastered version, so mm. that'll be you know it'll look all pretty and everything like that. Mm. Uh, you get a 17 minute Pike's Peak uh, little mini story telling <laughs> about Anson Mount through his journey to become Christopher Pike. Also, also to, well, just to stop you, John, Anson Mount going after freaking the director of uh, well, he went to the director of Shazam, basically saying. Yeah, your movie sucks <laughs> in the most in the most savage way possible. If him playing, he he had a minor role in Multiverse of Madness, and I think it was Zachary Levy's talking about. It, he's just like this, Captain Pike, baby. Yeah, you Captain gotta love him. Love him. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, so you got uh, so. They, they they cover a lot of that, like how he had to learn practicing horse riding first day of the bridge set. And it says a particularly touching moment comes when Mount is standing on the Enterprise bridge set reading a lovely note from Mike Gold of NASA congratulating the cast and crew on the beginning of filming. So uh, pretty interesting mini documentary there on that. A 12-minute documentary get, uh, where Anson Mount gives a tour of the AR volume um where they're looking at how they build the set and the in the sound and everything mm-hmm. for an episode uh they have a 53 minute documentary uh as they've done with other CBS Star Trek seasons this feature it talks about the making of the entire season the writers producers directors and the cast are interviewed about making the 10 episode series and then of course they've got commentaries they've got deleted scenes um for like and these are so uh Let's see. Uh, let's see. Children of the Comet has one scene. Um, there is Ghost of Illyria has three scenes. Wow. That were cut. Lift us up where we are suffering cannot reach. Um, that one has um, two scenes. Holy the Elysian Kingdom. That's the one with the, the Elysian Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Elysian. They have one there. Um, all those who wander. That one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Holy scenes. cow! That's that's the one with him there, with him or they cut uh, eight scenes from that. Yeah. Holy cow! I can just imagine the. Uh, they 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 must. I mean that I mean that episode itself is tremendous. Yeah. For those eight scenes, hit the cutting room floor. I. I See now you're getting me intrigued now. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, look, and I'm I'm not reading because they they list what happens, but I'm not reading that exactly. Yeah, you know because you know if you're gonna go watch it, go watch it. But um, one of Stooges where we don't do spoilers. Yeah, kind of sometimes. Oh, uh, but but we give them fair warning though. Right. Uh, the gag reel. There's a three minute gag reel of prop malfunction, doors don't quite open, line <laughs> flubs. And general fun as well. But, you know, I mean, if you watched this over streaming, if you watched it last year, boy, this is a great... I mean, the box art and everything on this is is incredible. And Can beautiful. we get a picture? Do we do have a picture of it, John? Yeah, let me uh, share my screen here real quick. Let's go to present. Share screen. 
<laughs> so these are the box sets right wow. here. Okay. Um, of how it looks. Um, just the video quality, mm -hmm. you know, of everything, the audio quality of everything, it looks great. Um, you know, just like, man, like right now. So if you want to get the, they have a blue a DVD, Blu-ray, Blu-ray Steelbook. The Blu-ray Steelbook is $39.89 on Amazon Prime right now. So now the Steelbook is the case it's steel itself, correct? Right, right. Okay. And you can pre-order the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray Steelbook. That'll be in May, and that's $59.99. Which I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I'm kind of screwed on that. I, st I still do my... That's the only reason why I still have my Xbox. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I don't have a 4K player, 4K, whatever uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the PS4. That's my. Uh, gotcha. I play 2K23 and uh, and it plays all my DVDs. If mm. I get a DVD. So. Right. Uh, mine will play Blu I get Blu ray or DVD, but I don't have the 4K. So. Yeah. So, so, so it's when I got the um, motion picture box set mm -hmm. and it had like the ultra like 4K thing. I was like, I don't have a 4K. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like one of the other news stories that we see is with Picard wrapping up that we're seeing there's also talk of, you know, Alex Kurtman did mention this, but there's also support from the cast as well of Star Trek legacy spinoff idea. Yeah. Um, so like maybe Little Forge and his family mm -hmm. have a spinoff. Seven of Nine has a spinoff. Uh, you know. Captain Shaw has a spinoff. Yeah. So like there's, there's talks about those kind of things. And so maybe even Riker getting a spin, spin out, mm -hmm. a spinoff. So, um, and so there are, you know, maybe Captain Seven with Admiral Riker. So there's, the, there's a, there's a lot of ideas um, that like, and they call it Star Trek legacy uh, for that reason, where they show some of the, children of the next gen doing their mm -hmm. thing or with maybe Riker and seven being involved. So you'd have Jordy's daughters, uh, Picard's son, things along those lines. So it's, it's, it's not right now. There's nothing been said for it because of the cost cutting measures. And we see things mm -hmm. going, um, but April 5th, keep that date in mind because that's first contact day. And that's when they've normally Paramount has made some big announcements about shows. So uh, as we come up to April fifth here in the next few weeks or a week or two, mm -hmm. um, there could be some announcements, maybe along those lines um, of maybe of as Kurtzman said, the character focuses miniseries, the movies, or maybe Legacy or these other shows. So if not, then maybe in the summer at uh, San Diego Comic Con or towards the end of the year at some of the larger conventions. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. I can't do that story because we haven't talked about it yet. Can't do that. story Cause I talked about it yet. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, and yeah, that's, that's really about it right now. Uh, okay. Because everything else kind of focuses on Picard. Picard and yeah. like, figure. there's one that talks about the Daystrom station and Starfleet museum Easter eggs, which, We'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, John, when the um when when the Hero Replicas relaunched their site, uh, what did you think of it? 
Uh, so I went and looked uh, and and checked it out. I mean, the prices are are fine. Yeah, the um, are fine. yeah I checked it out. Too. I think I think that that they um, are staying within the relative cost of everything. I think that it's just just it's showing how ravenous the fan base is for this because yeah. so many things were sold out. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean. Like I was reading, like I'm in a in a group on Facebook that follows some of these hero collector things, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were like, "Oh yeah, wow!" Like I went online at an hour later, and stuff was already sold out. Gone, he gone, he gone. So, he gone. so you know, I I think uh, it's one of those things where is it a needed, necessary thing? Yes, it's a good. Yes, is but the problem is when stuff goes, there's no refill. There's no, you know, getting it unless it's a secondary market. And then the secondary market is where you that's get where, yeah. crushed up. Yeah, that's where your soul gets crushed with the prices. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um, that was actually going to be my truck wreck. So, um, oh, no, it's no, it's, oh, wait a minute. Did I do last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I did hike animation. Yeah. But I was just going to say before we go, um, let you know that um, I'm judging Klingon. Okay. I got that one, and then I also got this one, too. What does that one say? Cover my maneuver. Oh, nice. My nice. favorite. That's, that's, that's your one favorite of my, episode. Well, actually, that is my favorite episode of, of the original series. Yeah. Just because the music and everything else. So that's where you It's a that. good one. And familiar um, jingle. And I, I think Brittany. Shout out to Brittany. Hey, good to see they you. Burgle a lot. Yeah, they could burgle. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's kind of what's happening here with the Academy show. Most likely, they'll burger burgle Tilly and those you know things to do that show. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Yo, they're burgling from Discovery to mm-hmm. make the Section Thirty One show. So like, I've been burgled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we're no longer here. Well, well, you're not here anymore. You just take the spare parts off of old ships to put them on other that's ships. That's it. That's yeah, it. right. I mean, that's what you do. It all, it, it all works, baby. It hey, works. right. Hey, what do they call yeah. it? Kit, kit bashing when you make a ship from other parts, like they did um, yeah. in DS9 with some of those ships, where they they took the uh, or the Delta Flyer from Voyager. Well, no, they no, like literally, like it to make a ship to, to fill in. For some of this big stuff they had to do, they took a Maquis Raider and shoved a intrepid saucer section on it. Oh, jeez! And that's the Jaeger class, and the it's Jaeger legit. Class. It's a legit uh, what they call kit bash ship, sure. where they basically shoved those parts together to make a ship so they could have it on the show. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so like, there's a few ships that have been kit bashed. Like, did you know the Miranda wasn't initially? Like the way we see it, the Miranda class, like we see in Star Trek Wrath of Khan, that is not how they originally designed it. It was designed to be the other way. So the knee cells are supposed to be on the top. Yeah, so it was supposed to be up. So what we're how we're seeing it in Wrath of Khan is is technically upside down from how the original people wanted it to be. So it looked more like a. It looked it looked more like uh, a, it looked more like the NX01 basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but basically they thought, well, this is going to look like an Enterprise, and we wanted to differentiate it, so they flipped it, and 
that's how they came up with the design for the Miranda. So, yeah, like it's like look, ship design and what they've done, and and how they've stolen from shows and stuff to make stuff work. It's fascinating just to know that. Still, still the the best ship design is the Constitution class. There's not there's not a better design than the Constitution class. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Stop I'm that. I'm going to get you. I'm going to I'm going to break you on that. I'm telling uh, you. No, look. It's going to happen. It's it's, it's, happen. it's not, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So so the uh I guess I guess I guess now we should probably go ahead and go to our main point. Yeah, of, we should probably go card. to our, to our main Yeah, point. all right. So let's uh <laughs> let's go ahead and blow our bosun's whistle. Uh, not our bosun's whistle, our black alert. Right. Wait for it. Now. All right. So we have episode six of We're starting the back hill slide uh, of this. Uh, for those of you who are listening, whenever you listen, uh, if you're not listening live, you're missing out. I'm sorry. You could be like Brittany and the Admiral Michael Mana and be watching live. Or, you know, if you're not, this it's 329, 2003, as you're listening to this. Uh, tomorrow is episode seven. So we're going to go over episode six, where a lot, a lot, a, oh, a lot. Oh, so Holy much moly. happened. There was a lot oh. of stuff in episode six. Yo, so much stuff. I mean, it, it starts with the fact that uh <laughs> while the titan is being hunted using decoy transponders we see that you know not only is not only is starfleet hunting the titan but so is the shrike with all of them working together because yeah, they're all changelings they're all changelings and so uh we see that they've used a decoy transponder to kind of you know figure that out and then vatic gets pissed at one guy who keeps throwing out lines like, you know, or, or like questioning her about stuff like, you know, but you know, what do you say? Like uh frontier day is only 72 towers away. He's one step ahead of you. Like this guy kept just, you know, egging her. <laughs> and she just goes, choo, choo. you know, like, and bye we bye. found out, we found out they're dressed that way because they haven't fully gotten their forms. Hence why they they are, you know, shrouded the way they are mm-hmm. on the ship. Because unlike Vatic, um, they don't have their forms yet. And it's crazy. And we see that, you know, she says, as our brothers and sisters are struggling to maintain those forms in the Incepted Federation, you know, it, it's a very interesting thing. And I think... I think, and and then after this, we see um, that in sick bay, Beverly has figured out why why Jack is the way he is, and his he has the same aromatic syndrome yeah. as Picard had mm-hmm. um, that he was seeing things, and um, and she, she says she has a short term fix, but of course the prognosis is terminal. Although it's unclear how long, said so it could be decades. Um, and he finds Jack in Tin Ford. Um, <laughs> he says because apparently the holodeck is now stuck on this one program. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and, stuck on Tin Ford. And says celebrating that he's not going crazy. And John Luke tries to console him. And here's the thing that made me 
think that this might be why what happens later happens because um, maybe they're going to weaponize it. They're going to weaponize Jack? No. Aromatic syndrome. You think? I mean, it kills people. And in that process, it makes them see visions and go crazy. So what are they going to use? Are they going to weaponize it against the changelings? No, no. Remember what happened at the end of the... We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk talk about the theory then. I'm jumping ahead. I'm blowing the spot today. So then they hear that... um, they that it's time to they have to go to the transporter room where Mr. Worf and Rafi are on the ship. So finally, mm-hmm. we have those two storylines coming together of uh, Worf and Rafi from their end coming together with Picard and his group on that end. And uh, <laughs> of course, this was great because they they beam in and uh, Beverly hugs them and they're like, you know, Riker's like Beverly, you know, he doesn't hug. She goes. Oh, I know, but I just had to. And like you see him being all mm. <laughs> and seven and Rafi are like mm. like the awkward moment where you see that ex-girlfriend yeah. and, or boyfriend, and it's like you have that. Mm-hmm. Um and and so, but then they they all talk, they're kind of catching up, and then Worf everybody goes, We must ensure Real Lord's death is not in vain to protect the Starfleet and your kin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, let's go back to work here. Um, so um, we see that the that the idea is that they need to break into Daystrom Station and to see what else the Chajans stole, and that they have an astonishingly lethal AI system yeah. at, at Daystrom Station. And Worf and Rafi are going to sneak in with uh, Riker joining them. Because why not? It's that's what they did in TNG. So um, I know. And then so as and so they get that all planned out and they figure it out. And so um, it's it's Worf, Rafi, and Seven in the transporter room waiting for Riker. And uh, <laughs> they're kind of seeing they're awkward. And then Worf is like uh, breakups, like talks about like. Many times I've I fought with lovers. He's like, "Oh no, she's not. I'm not coming." Is what Seven says. He goes, "Oh, good, because that I was I was attempting to lie." And like, <laughs> and he goes, "Breakups on my home world seldom end without bloodshed." Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And so, and then, is just... oh yeah, look, look, and then like the dead, like earlier when Riker, like they talked about meditating, and they were they were all giving him a gruff about that. And then um, as Riker, they're getting on the pad. We see the moment that was in the trailer where I, you know, he says, well, and if that, if this device doesn't work, we can always use, use good old Klingon offensive maneuvers and right. Uh, worth going. Actually, I prefer the ways of pacifism now um, or something right. along those we're lines. We're all dead. They were all going to die. <laughs> yeah. we're all gonna die. Which is the even funnier part, knowing Raffi knowing that he deep, Beheaded he guy, and then like just stabbed everyone else to get to the client. Like he's killed so many people up to this point. Yeah, yeah. He, but yeah, he prefers the mention of, of yeah Klingon pacifism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. oh my gosh, it's it was so funny. Like, yeah. the, like and seeing Riker and Worf together again. So, 
Um, but they get on the station. Kieran's key works, and they head into the vault, passing all the dangerous Easter eggs. We're going to go over them later. Let's let's go through the story, and then we'll go back and talk about yeah, we'll, we'll the like Easter, Easter eggs on Daystrom Station and on uh, uh, where Picard and them go. So uh, they, they they I mean, there's a bunch of crazy Easter eggs and things that happen. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and so obviously Worf was focused on moving forward, and he says a cool line where he says, "We will not be prey; we will be friendly energy," um, <laughs> which Will's like, oh, "Whatever." Um, and then the security system makes his presence known. Um, curiously, starting with a holographic crow, and then a few notes on a violin, leading up to another reunion when Riker recognizes the guy at the end of the corridor holding a gun, Professor Moriarty. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was so oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, that actor Daniel Davis. I mean, what a yeah! It was good to see him back. He's in a that good world. old boy from Arkansas, but man, he did a hell of an English accent. Man. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. You wouldn't think he was from Arkansas. What? I know, right? Like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but to be able to do that, um, it was pretty good. So they. Uh, the, the the Titan couldn't stick around because of ships patrolling in the area. So they make their way over to the Fleet Museum, mm-hmm. which is uh, being run by Commodore Jordi LaForge uh, with his second daughter, Alondra, which is his real daughter. So this the daughter that's on the Titan is the actress, but the other daughter that was with him, that's the engineer as well, they... Um, that's his real daughter. And so, which is pretty neat. And so um, that was another one where it's like, he goes, you know, in the, because he first says power down all your weapon. Like he's very strict and serious. And then he beams over and he says in the 0.3 seconds it took for me to dematerialize and materialize. I pondered whether I was going to greet you coldly with a cold handshake or a long, but a long but awkward overdue hug. And Beverly, of course, gives him a hug. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, he talks about um, Picard putting his daughter, Sydney, in danger. And uh, But everything kind of goes together. And they talk about how to make things work. Um, and so as much as they want to keep doing the whole transponder thing, um, it doesn't work anymore. Because mm-hmm. now... The ships are connected to each other, despite Geordi's many objections, mm-hmm. um, that they're a beacon no matter what. So you can drop your transponder, but within your, when you're within a certain distance, you're broadcasting to each of the other ships, mm-hmm. which is how Starfleet keeps finding them. Um, so Geordi, uh, we see, though, um, when he's told about the threat of the changelings and everything going on with the Agnes uh, Daystrom Station, he doesn't want to put his family in in danger, mm-hmm. and so um, it's uh, it's this argument of you know okay fine I'll help you but Sydney has to come with me back onto the station mm-hmm. and that I'll say that she it was against her will et cetera et cetera he wants to protect his family he's become a family man and that is his focus now yeah. hence the being the commodore and taking the fleet fleet museum position and while they're doing that seven and uh seven and jack 
uh, have what they what this person calls vintage Starship porn. Yeah, some of the Starfleet's greatest hits, yeah. and that he has a thing for retro, like the uh, the original series Enterprise. He said mm-hmm. Kirk's ship, you know, the lines, everything about that, and then um, of course Seven uh, talks about Voyager and calling it home. Actually, Jack's Jack's favorite one was the NCC one hundred seven A from motion picture but that wasn't the a that was the jersey no the no, a no. was destroyed they had a was, refit one yeah but that was the new jersey because the refit was destroyed that was the new jersey he had the original series he liked yeah. that and then the kirk ship because he, he liked the lines and everything well here's the thing no kirk ship the the original ship because so here's what so <laughs> the original ship was taken into you know to get refitted that was the motion picture. Star Trek Two, it's still there. Star Trek Three: Wrath of Khan. Uh, no, Star Trek Three: Wrath of Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. That's when they destroy it. They destroy the original Enterprise, and then they take a. I think it was the um, in Star Trek Four. One, I think it was might have been the Yorktown, and they turned that into the Enterprise A. And that's the one that they had at the Fleet Museum. Okay, no, you're right. Yeah, they had the A. They also had no. They, that's right because the Constitution class was the New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know. So that's because the, the original was destroyed. Yeah. The so destroyed. yeah, I get I get a I get confused which ones because they look similar to me. Um, but how yeah. dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Suck it! How dare you? It's not even the best ship there. But Tell, as there, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm telling my inner self and the conspiracy horseman. How dare you? <laughs> yes. Oh, I dare. So we see all that, but in that process, they talk about one, which was interesting, was the Klingon Bird of Play, also known as the Botany Bay, um, which, in case you didn't remember, the was, uh, was the, no, it was from the, the Botany whole... Bay. It was the HMS Bounty. Bounty. The HMS Bounty. That's right. Botany Bay was when the Khan was the Khan show. Yeah. Um, the Bounty. Uh, oh, yeah. The whole whale thing. Right, yeah, the whale, yeah, the whole whale thing. Um, and kind of a was, big deal, you know. Yeah, only and saved they, the earth, but they said it was they couldn't find it for a while, it was hard to find San Francisco Bay because the cloaking device kicked back on. Um, mm-hmm. and so they just had found it recently. And so you could see Jack kind of get an idea, mm, um, cloaking device, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, so we we finish with Jordy and Jean Luc as they understand that his whole thing is protecting his family. The Titan will leave and leave Sydney behind. And that Sydney then at this point makes a stand against her dad saying, yeah. no, I'm not afraid to run. I want to be a part of this. She talked about how her dad's stories of family with the enterprise crew is what she wanted is why mm-hmm. she chose to go the route she did. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and he's just really not not hear of it, hearing her of it. Um, and then he walks off. So Sydney confers with Wandra, and then Jack comes in and says, "Hey, are y'all up for some minor larceny?" So, <laughs> great line. Um, and so they and uh, and yeah. uh, Sydney and Jack they uh, kind yeah. of uh, eyeing each other up there yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which comes into, but at the moment, uh, Captain Shaw. We see him uncharacteristically fanboying out 
Um, as Jordy's on a ship, I, I know it was great, dude. Like, like it was almost like he was breaking character almost because he's not like that at all. But we know he's he's an engineer, he's a grease monkey, and so like having Jordy on a ship is a bigger deal than having Picard, ever, you know? yeah. And he's like, Oh my god, give come here. like, and he's like, Look, normally I would sit down and fanboy with you about the fact that you've held this thing with duct tape and spit, but mm-hmm. we've got to th- like. Like he, he he acknowledges it, but he doesn't break. Like we got things to do. So um, and as they're doing that, and as they're talking, all of a sudden something happens to where the ship glitches out, and they realize that somebody has tried to cloak the Titan, and they find out that Jack and Sydney and Alondra have tried to cloak the ship, but it's not working because they didn't hit you know hook it up right. Um, which at first Jordy thought Jean Luc had something to do with it, and uh, it wasn't. It, 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 he had nothing to do with it, and so Jordy says he'll help them figure it out, and he's going to stay on with the Titan because he tells his daughter, "Tell mom that we're going to be late for dinner." Um, <laughs> so Jordy decides to stay on the ship and move forward with everybody else. I gotta, I gotta say something. I understand that, but man. I wonder what Laris is thinking during this entire time. Jean Luc's wife. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, there's she was getting ready to leave, and then for example, then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I'll just be you know a couple of days." Well, she knows I mean, more than just a couple well, of no, days. No, because she said, uh, "We this is the life we chose." Yeah. You know, she she's aware of that now. They made peace with that. Yeah, so. but I mean, I hope Jean Luc is. I mean, I'm sure they they don't want to show. You know, they probably have like a cut scene of him. Telling Laris, you know, like what's going on and stuff. I'm sure there's probably a scene Maybe. Cut or it's going to happen in one of the later on episodes. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to talk. Yeah, you know what? I have a son now. You know. <laughs> well, you know, there's going to be that. Uh huh. That's it. Well, you know, there's going to be that conversation. Ooh, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Laris, yeah. So my uh. My hand candle definitely got the certified girl certificate because now I got a son I, I didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes that mean even more truer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. So, so after that happens, we go back to the Daystrom station and Moriarty is scoffing at Rafi's dismissal of him as a mere 19th century hollow villain, firing his old gun and trash talking about the pathetic old warriors. And, but Riker starts to pick up the musical tones and responds back to season one, episode like two, where or, yeah, where Data, where he we first introduced to Data in the holodeck. Then they cut back to that scene where he's walking through the forest and it's a um and he whistles that same tune because he talks about it's an old friend, one who can't whistle worth a damn. Um, and so they enter that cheetah, uh, chamber and find out that the AI for the station isn't an AI per se. It's data. It's data. But not data. It's not data. So uh, it, it's... Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. For, just to stop for a second. For them to say that, oh, Versifier is not playing data. Oh, okay, listen, okay. We're not fucking idiots. Part of my language, okay, but that's data, okay. I'm sorry. 
Right, but like, so they explained it. You know, as, it's like it's it's data. Okay? They they explained it as they they were gonna he was gonna use the golem. So when they had uh, Alton Soon, they had his thing. He was gonna he was gonna use the golem that he gave a card for himself, but realized that instead he was gonna use it to be data. But he was gonna have a different data because it was gonna be mostly data. Some of Alton Soon, some of Lore, some of B four, all in that one housing. And so, super data. Yeah, yeah, kind of in a way. It's, yeah, it was kind um, of super data. Yeah, yeah, and like because Rafi noted that super data, data is very me. dead, but like huh? said, yeah. like she had said, like data is very dead, right? And so, but with that explanation, he explains in the last uh, entry that before he dies, that that was the purpose for this. Like is a synthoid, almost humanoid golem type thing that like Picard is. That's why he looks old and has the hair and, and everything like that. Um, he wanted to have him have the true human aesthetic of age, which is also that idea of then Brett Spiner doesn't have to get in makeup and try to hide the fact that he's gotten old and not be not be the same looking data. So um, and so the idea though was that it was an insane AI. But um, they they put this this data in control because it was a mixture of all these things trying to protect the station. And for this moment, it wasn't that the data, the AI, was responding to them as a threat. He was trying to communicate with them because he recognized them as friends. Yes, uh, especially Riker and Worf. Mm-hmm. And so that was the whole purpose was. He was fulfilling his duty as the station AI to protect it with Moriarty, but also use those clues to give indication of that's who he is. Hey, it's me. It's data, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, and the, the idea being um, Alton wanted to, you know, build a legacy that would combine all the elements of, of him as a human lore with his craziness <laughs> before with the symptoms and data to make this kind of, incredible combination that would be the best of them but it didn't work because the personalities are in conflict they never emerged and so that's why daystrom used that as the ai for the station um and then they beam uh and so they're they're trying to find data they kind of find them a little bit but the titan returns um but starfleet security is all over them so uh, literally on the station. So Riker uh, grabs a phaser and says, I'll take care of this. And um, Riker being badass, man. Yeah. And so they get Data, Worf, and Rafi back in time. And Worf vows he'll be back for Riker. Um, and so um, as they get everybody on board, um, Jordy and Beverly confirm that it isn't really Data, but it's something else. And he's rebooted, and we see the personalities yeah. fighting. Um, and Data finally gets the upper hand enough to reveal what the changelings took from Daystrom. By the um, way, when they turn it back on, I was like, it's going to turn into lore, and he's going to kill everybody on the ship. Well, I think they did kind of like they have done before, where he you could only he could only access his brain. He couldn't access his body. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they you, they could do that in his old form. Um, you know, where you could you could turn on the head without his body function being oh that's okay that's yeah um 
So it's you know it's kind of a who's on first of a hey, what did the changelings take Jean Luc Picard? Yeah, I'm right here. Like we, no yeah. Jean Luc Picard. It was his the corpse, corpse um, Picard. that was left over after his consciousness was downloaded to the new body, um, and that's where we see. And then we we're left with Riker being tortured by a Starfleet security officer. Turns out to be Vatic, who takes out the other two guards mm-hmm. and takes him to the strike, um, and he tells. You know, Vatic, I'm not going to tell you anything. And he gives one guy, like, how much stupid goo do they have to pump into you or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, and where the Titan's going to be. And then, of course, because earlier in the show, after Vatic had wiped out that one guy who talked too much, he said, give me every known associate of Jean-Luc Picard. And um, they show that there at the end is Riker, who's all beat up as he walks in. He says, I won't. I'll die before I tell you anything. He goes, oh, I know you will. But what about somebody else? And it's Deanna mm-hmm. who's in a cage and says, oh, well. So, you know, that's how the show ends. with Riker captured his wife on the ship with Vatic. And we have Data. We have Jordy. We have Worf, Rafi, and everybody else on the Titan, which is cloaked now. And awesome. um, yeah, that's super cool. And breaking all kinds of Federation yeah, like, Jerry's like, we're freaking all types of trees. And Picard's like, oh, well. <laughs> add it to my tab. Add yeah, it to my tab. Add it to my tab. Literally, add it to my tab. That's what he said. Yeah, no, Picard's it was like, a great no, no, line. It, like, yeah. No, Picard, Picard like, it's, it's okay. I married a Romulan. We yeah. can use it. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a whole lot was, was you know, here. Um it it, it it was wow. Like there was just yeah, a lot was, going on in this so episode. Um, did you have a favorite moment in this episode, Triple D? Because there were so many. Uh, my favorite moment is shoot, I I can't put my finger on it, man. I mean, the, whole, the entire episode was just full. Of my yeah. favorite. I I probably have to say. Can I say one of the Easter eggs? Yeah. Okay, is when they pan to the remains of James T. Kirk, and I saw that, and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit! Are they going to bring? Would it would it be out of the realm of possibility that William Shatner does a cameo or something and steps out on like Frontier Day, and it's James T. Kirk, but he's been aged? Maybe, Maybe. something crazy like that. Yeah." So here's here's here are the Easter eggs from this episode that we're going to start with Daystrom Station and then Get we're going to make because there's going to be a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Ding, um, ding. You know, so Daystrom Station is the most awful books technology experimental weapon and alien contraband, including Extra One Thirty One's table scraps. Yeah. So table scraps. I mean, to start, it's that the AI is Data with Moriarty kind of helping to protect yeah. the station. Um, so here's one of the things. Uh, one of them was a very clear display of James T. Kirk, captain of the USS Enterprise from the original series. It appears Kirk's body was retrieved from uh, Viridian 3, where he died in Star Trek Generations. It's possible they want to study his body due to Kirk's entering and exiting the mysterious Nexus. Maybe so. Um, the Genesis 2 device. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a second Genesis device that was, you know, there. And it has a description of Genesis 2. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I, I, that, I gotta say though, like the the one where they had Kirk there as remains, and then they have Genesis two. Yeah. That's like from the literature universe because in the literature universe, Kirk comes back alive in the literature universe and goes on adventures with Jean Luc Picard in the mirror universe. And yeah. in the books too, they have a book called the Genesis Wave where some where they have Carol where somebody fakes out Carol Marcus that Kirk is alive and she built another Genesis device. Right. So, I mean, that's just... That's what they said. There's a reference to that as well. Um, That uh, in the description of Genesis 2 is likely a deep cut reference to the Gene Roberts Roddenberry created TV film from the 1973 with the same name. Mm -hmm. So, um, then there is the genetically modified Tribble, um, <laughs> which Riker dubbed the Attack Tribble. The Attack Tribble. Which, I mean, that thing was nasty looking. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck with that. Uh-uh. No. Then there was the Thaleron Generator. Yep. Um, that was the first thing that Riker walked by, which was, of course, as we know, what Shinyan used to wipe out the Romulan Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Borg uh, Viniculum, um, which is what it uses to connect its drones. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the uh, Arishian android body, um, which are you know from the TOS episode "Return to Tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. A R R E T Arian androids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a hard spot item was the remains of the Borg Queen, presumably the metal skull and spine that were left after Star Trek. First contact. Where was that exactly? Was that so? It, yeah. So it's with it, it's hard to see. It's on the right hand side, as or no, on the left hand side. You know, a hallway scene with Rafi and them. I wonder. Like, some people have zoomed in and kind of really. I wonder. I wonder if YouTube has a video just of all the Easter eggs. From... I, I think they do. And they, actually, they have... you know what? You know who would have it would be you know the the Trek wreck I had, the guy the guy that has all the Easter eggs. Oh yeah, the, the channel. Yeah. There's a Desay archive, the extinct Desay civilization left behind space archives. They contain the history and vessels and, that make contact with them and end up transforming to retell Desay mythology, as seen as the TNG episode. That was the, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Um, was that the inner light? I think that's what okay. I think that's what it was. Um, oh, no, that's the one. That's the one of Masks episode. Um, where they transformed the ship. You know, Data had the mask and they had to interact that way. Was that was that in like one of the early seasons? No, that was later, like late, late. Hmm. Six or seven, five, six or seven, where uh it's it's the device and they they like they were beaming that information over, and as they were, the ship was transforming. And you know, data had the like the sun mask and the moon mask, and they, they figured out what it was. Um, I don't that remember aspect. that. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't remember that. It's a good one. It's, it's a really good one. I liked it. Uh, check it out. I have to check it out. There's a probability device that alters laws of probability, as seen in the DS9 episode Rivals. Mm-hmm. An Alalurian named Martis Mazura acquired one and created a replica gaming, gaming spheres. For a casino until you, the devices started causing problems <laughs> with physics around the station, so they were destroyed. Um, then they had a self self sealing stem bolt. Uh, they're a <laughs> recurring gag on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yep, the stem um, bolts. You know, um, 
So uh, there's a behind-the-scenes video um, released on Paramount Plus that they show the stem bolt. And then there's also another one that they show the uh, uh, Catan probe from the Inner Light, uh, the Pup probe, DS9, the Forsaken, and the Spirocystian life form from Voyager Caretaker. Mm -hmm. So... Um, they also had an M5 Multronic unit, but it M5. was, yeah. So that was everything there. So first, we uh, that's everything that was at Daystrom. Now we're going to go to the Starfleet Museum. Yeah, yeah. This that was just Daystrom, boys and girls. Now yes. we're going. To... This is all in this. This is all in one episode. Next, which is actually the original Earth space dock. Yes. First meeting of State Chart Three. Um. So. It's now become the Fleet Museum over another planet. So they've moved it to, I forget what they called it, whatever Prime. So, uh, even oh, Shaw marked out at Eighth, that when Shaw Eighth was and Prime. Like, oh, yes. So the original Earth dock, the space dock, the original one, is now the Fleet Museum. So here are some of the ships that were highlighted Enterprise A with mm-hmm. Kirk. Um, and this is the one seen in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. And then last seen in Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country. Um, we see the New Jersey, which is a uh, unrefit Constitution class, like the original USS Enterprise from Star Trek, the original series. This New Jersey is new to the canon, likely named in honor of showrunner Terry Metallus. <laughs> he was born in 1975 because it is registered as NCC 1975. Uh, and it's also a deep cut to the episode replicas where Jean-Luc Picard told Montgomery Scott he wants all constitution class ship at the fleet museum. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. And then uh so this was this was that one. And it's not the strange new worlds design, it is the TOS, TOS design. design. TOS design. Of course, the Defiant, the best looking ship there. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh the yeah. Voyager, which you know, not the best looking ship there. Um yeah. The HMS Bounty was there. Yes. Um, I pop for that. I pop so huge. Yeah. That was good. Um, they had the NX01, but mm-hmm. it was the NX01 refit. refit. Yes. Which, uh, as you guys know, I have yeah. right behind me, right there. Which they would have, which 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 they would have done a refit on the ship if Enterprise had gone to season to a season right. five. Yeah. So that was. Doug Drexler designed that. And then next to it was a Katinga class ship, presumably Kronos 1 from Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. So they also had a the USS Stargazer there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was a part of that. The the You could also see the USS Excelsior. Yes. Um, and there is uh, other ships in the exhibit seen in a wide shot include another Constitution class, along with two Starfleet Akira class, a Nebula class, a Miranda class, a Saber class, and there's also a Romulan Bird of Prey. Hmm. So, so don't that's... you find it interesting that they have Klingon and Romulan ships in a Starfleet shipyard museum? Well, I mean, if you stop and think about it, you know, it's one of those things where the Klingon Bird of Prey makes sense because it's the bounty. Yeah, the, the bounty. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. The I the the Katinga makes sense because it's Kronos One and what happened that was part of them and signing the accords 
with yeah, but the Klingons. What are you saying? But to the Klingon have a fleet museum where they have a, let's say, you know, like they have a, a Starfleet ship there? No, because they're, they're going to fight to the death. Exactly, yeah. You know, like, no. <laughs> but this is, remember, this is Kronos One, which is the president's ship or like the, the chancellor. Uh, so that's, it's less likely to be a, like, it'll still be a warrior ship and it'll fight, but, mm -hmm. you know, more likely you could, they could probably have gotten that from mm -hmm. the Klingons as a sign of good faith, right? The Romulan ship, I don't know. That's an interesting one. Um, it's probably a ticking time bomb. Knowing the Romulans, okay, the or are. or it's it's one of those like you know post you know Hoba Star explosion of of Romulan of Romulus. We it was one of the last ships to survive. You know, I, who knows? Look, it's crazy what's going on here. But <laughs> that's crazy. This episode, how many Easter eggs there are? <laughs> look, look, and I mean, I've already seen that somebody broke down every ship that is at the station, like. Yeah, they, there's pictures of it, and they're going, "Oh yeah, there's this ship, and there's this ship, and there's this ship," and I'm going like, "Oh my lord!" Like, and and hero, and here's and here's hero replica, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, right. cha -ching. <laughs> like, yeah, we we making money on this baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. It's ex that's exactly what it is. Is like we draw money. <laughs> we got that money, y'all. Yeah, this is like. It's like it's like 1985 in WWF. We're making money, baby. Yeah. So, like, if I'm gonna talk, like, me personally, my favorite moment was was the ship museum, the fleet yeah. museum, and you know, one that it was the old Earth dock, you know, a space mm -hmm. dock right there, and then two, all the different ships they had, you know, coming to it, and and just what you could check out, and the you know, uh, dude, it was so cool to see. All that stuff. Yeah, right? I mean that was to me that, that that was it was like Kirk seeing the Kirk Easter egg at Daystrom and the, and that Fleet Museum. It's just when they were going over the ships and you heard like they were playing like you know like the themes of the ships. Mm -hmm. It's just like man, this is just it, it had. I mean, I mean, kudos to Terry Metalis. I mean for. Uh, and 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 Kurtzman and the writers for 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 giving the fans everything that they asked for mm -hmm. so far. Yeah, I mean they've really, really just done an incredible job. Yeah, where they've gone back to the past, they've respected it. They've actually made it even more important than it was before. Yeah, you know, like what they've done, and it's just tremendous. Would you like to hear what was in Jordy's office? I I don't remember being in Jordy's office. That's a crazy it, it thing. was very it was very slim. They had a very quick scene where you know, when they first showed up, he's in his office. So, but there's other there's now um, images of him in his office. And what is there. in Jordy's office? Oh my god! Okay, and there's a, actually a behind the scenes video from Ready Room about it. There is a gold model Excelsior class Enterprise B, most likely. Okay. Uh, and an ambassador class ship, uh, an Enterprise C, most likely. There's also a United Federation of Planets pennant that was, um, you know, behind uh, behind him there. Um, as long as, as well as those two ships uh, are right behind him. On his desk is um, a copy of the Tale of Two Cities, which Spock 
gifted Kirk in Star Trek yep. II, The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a statue, uh, a replica of the statue of Zephyr Cochran, and also mm-hmm. of uh, a, a phoenix that was there. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Um, there's a replica of a long-range shuttle, like the one Spock used in Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is that is everything going on in Jordy's office. That's so crazy. look, like the, Just... this this is why this is why I said, you know, there's Easter eggs everywhere, and that Easter came early because yeah. this episode alone, Jeez. good lord, the Easter eggs and things they gave us in this episode. I mean, they literally just opened up a fire hydrant and yeah. said, here you go. Have it all. Have it all. But guess what? There's going to be more coming. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. But I will say, my a plus favorite, episode. A plus my episode. favorite thing from, from this series, and I've told you this off the air, my favorite thing about the whole entire Picard series is the callback to the music. Is the callback, the callback music. Yeah. Especially the at the ending credits where they do uh, first contact. Yeah, and I love and when and when they go into you know the the iconic Star Trek theme. And I told you before, it, it literally makes me want to go join like Space Force or go like if Starfleet was around, go sign up for Starfleet mm-hmm. because it it just the it's just such an iconic song it's regal it it's star trek and that's what i love about picard they've gone back to being star trek they said listen we try this dark thing and you know i mean the show's still visually a little dark yeah i mean it's still visually a little dark but the the dialogue it's different it's different i I get what you're saying i get what you're saying so it's like you know, like season two was just, yeah. I, it, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it was the, the beginning and the end were good. The middle was kind of dragging, but I understand you have to tell these stories. Uh, but this season has just been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I'm blown away and I can't wait for. Tomorrow for episode seven to see what's going to be what episode seven is going to be. I, I I mean we were left with this cliffhanger that the changeling stole Picard's remains. What do they want? Are they now? That's that's where I was going to tell yes, you. Yes. Now they, now now I understand. Are they going? Are they weaponizing that? They're going to weaponize because you you think about it. It's Frontier Day. Every human in the area gonna is going to be, and humans because humans are what hold the Federation together. They talk about that. They make communities. They go out to the stars and, and do those things. And so, humanity is the backbone of the Federation. My they, God, they they are creating a disease and going to unleash it. Well, think about it on the public. That's what Section Thirty One did to the to the changelings. Yes, it's art. It's, it's revenge. Imitates life. Yeah. So here, here's here's the thing, though. Uh, speaking of which, I'm you said that about the music. If you go to trekmovie.com, uh, where we get all our stuff, their number one story is the interview Picard season three composers and how they are reviving classic Star Trek music and how they incorporated some of those first contact themes and 
other stuff like that for this season. So you of all people, I figure would be interested in that. So oh, yeah. if you got free time, because uh, I mean I know you're busy and you don't have a lot of free time. Oh yeah, um, I know. Yeah, like, like I'm so busy. Just you can go to checkmovie.com and read that playing, article. Playing, playing, playing uh, WWE Universe in 2K23. Yeah, yeah. And creating so, and creating superstars. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's just you know. But I mean, I, I I think that this this episode was really good. I think yeah. I have a feeling right now, which right now I guess you could say my predictions have been 50-50. Um, because the F hasn't shown up. I do know the E's not in this series, but the F is. The F makes an appearance. It actually so, made an appearance in the trailer when they showed the ships flying in, you know, in a direction towards a planet. Okay, so the F is going to make an appearance. The F is making appearance, or the Odyssey class will make an appearance. The Odyssey class. The Odyssey class. I'm not gonna. I'm not 100 sure if it's going to be the Enterprise F or what, but the Odyssey class is making an appearance. Because a while back, Terry, somebody asked Terry Metalis if uh, the E was going to be in there, the Sovereign class, where is it at? And he, was, and he already said that it was already old and the, the Odyssey class is getting old. So that idea is that the E, the Sovereign class has moved on. It's the Odyssey that's the, the ship. And that'll be the one that'll make an appearance, you know, in this series. It, I mean, but in the trailer, we, we know it does in a sense because they show it flying with a bunch of other ships towards a direction, but how and what that works out in, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I think you might see everything on, on frontier day when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's maybe something like that, but you know, I got one prediction, right? I didn't get the other one. Right. So with this one, this will be my rubber, my uh, rubber match here. Um, you know, I, I feel like most likely this is the changelings way of weaponizing a deadly disease to humans and that's why they needed jack or picard mm -hmm. because they knew both of those had that it's a disease that is rare they can weaponize it send it out and mm -hmm. cause problems throughout the federation do you think and it's incurable do you think they got picard's remains but they can't access the aromatic syndrome disease because it's too because it's you know digressed too much and they can't get a good strain of it so no, that's why they want Jack? No, because they preserved the body. Oh. So remember, the Picard, when they transferred his, his consciousness, the disease was active. And so they've preserved his body. So that means it's there. The only reason why they needed Jack is because they didn't know about Daystrom Station at the time. And Jack had it, or most yes. likely had it. He almost likely had it because of his you know relationship Picard. to Picard. Yeah, And so... There, therefore, they needed him or Picard for that reason. The remains of Picard, so mm -hmm. that's why. And then, but, the he, but here's but I gotta say this though. But how does Jack become like this killer though? Because is it, is it the air Max syndrome that makes him yeah, like that? Yeah, it, okay. it, you know, like that's that's what they were saying. It caused him to see visions and become, you know. Delusional, essentially, and, and and become a killer, basically. Right, it, it, you know, self-preservation. Okay, you know, it's that kind of idea of of that, and uh, because Beverly goes through the whole medical talk at the beginning of the episode about it. Okay, and so uh, like like that, and sometimes the techno babble will kind of sometimes make me go, mm -hmm. nah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
you know, but overall, great, great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a plus. Yeah. A plus. The Meltzer six star uh, Tokyo Dome rating. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 look, the, everything so far has been an A plus episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's, look, they, they have done everything right so far. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything has been very well done, well written, well produced, all of that. You know, and so I, I just, I have, I, I'm excited for these last three episodes oh, tomorrow, so and then two more <laughs> after that. Like, you know, it's, you know, tomorrow this was that was six. Tomorrow seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, and ten. So we have three more. You know, after yeah, seven, three more. So. Um, April twentieth, baby. Four twenty. It's the last one. Four twenty, baby. Four twenty. Load it up. Load it up for that last episode of Picard. Yeah. And then we wait till June. What did I say? June what? June fifteenth. Uh, June fifteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so before you know, there's gonna be riots in the streets, cats and dogs getting getting along, yeah. working together. It's because people yeah. aren't gonna have trek for a month. Yeah. Yeah. Over a month. Yeah. June fifteenth. So it looks like it looks like it looks like I have to spend some time outside then. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I didn't just play golf. Oh, oh my god, love. Oh, oh, so 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 guys, A plus all around. Picard is patriculating straight A so far this 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 season. So, but as we move from the car, we move to another segment of the show. We do. A segment where we, the glorious hosts of this podcast, where we recommend track stuff, That's track right. channels, track That's everything. Right. That's right. It's track wrecks. That's John, right. it's your turn. It's my turn. To give your track wreck. And uh, we have a beautiful uh, song. And James, play it here. My Trek Wreck, I'm just going to go ahead and share my screen again because we all need to see it. It's yes, just yes, wonderful. Yes, we do. Um, it is Masters, Master Replicas. Um, they right now have the rights to sell the Eagle Moss collection, what's left. So their site went live. Refit, okay? Yeah. I got that one. So you got the refit. You can get that. The Defiant is sold out. I, yeah, yeah, it sounds it was, all right. It, it sold out really, really quick. The Strange New Worlds uh, Enterprise sold out. It was at sixty three dollars. Yeah. It was a new that's one. a beautiful ship, though. Yeah. Enterprise. The the extra large E is out. Of course. The Jim Martin Defiant Concept um, is sold out. That is a badass looking warship, dude. Right? I that's mean, badass for real. Um, the USS Lucien, the Mars class from mm-hmm. Discovery, you can still get that. At fifty one dollars, yeah, this is, um, I don't, I don't think the Discovery ships are going to sell that well. We'll see. Yeah. You cannot get the extra large 
in X01. It is sold oh, out. Okay. But you can get the ISS Enterprise oh. D, the Mirror Universe one. Um, you can also get the USS Toussaint, which is one of the, the Riker ships from Picard. The Mirror okay. Universe is 26. The Toussaint is 57. The, the US, Toussaint's the, a good-looking ship, man. I like it. It's, yeah, the Toussaint's yeah. a good-looking ship. Yeah, you can get that. The Eisenberg class, the USS Nog, is that was sold from Discovery. Out. Yeah, Deep Space Nine Extra Large sold out. Yep. Prometheus Extra Large is sold out. The, the, the Prometheus is a cool ship. How he could separate into like three pieces, you know, mm -hmm. three three different ships. Yeah, multi-vector assault mode. Yes. Um, the Bozeman yeah. Soyuz class Kelsey is still Grant available. It's still available. Mm -hmm. it, what was it? Yeah, the Bozeman. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a different style ship. But uh, Cess coaxial drive ship, mm -hmm. you can still get that. You cannot get the USS Edison, a temporal warship from Star Trek Online. Mm -hmm. and that is sold out. You can get the Voyager Rick Sternback concept ship. That looks good. I like it. Yeah. You know, you cannot get the C. It's I'm sold pissed. out. I'm pissed. I'm yeah. pissed about that. You cannot get the lower decks tightened, Damn. the Luna class. That's a good looking ship too. Yeah, Luna I know class. that. That would makes me. That's mad. that's a good looking ship, man. You cannot get the Steamrunner class, the Appalachia. Mm -hmm. It is sold out, but you can get the Shepherd class, the USS Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. That was from Discovery. Mm -hmm. The Enterprise Phase Two Matt Jeffries concept ship that's a is good, not a good looking ship. It is sold out. Yeah. Um, you the you can still get Neelix's ship. Nobody, nobody wants for nineteen bucks. <laughs> and then uh, oh, they have yeah. D Space Nine Lieutenant uh, Worf, Worf, and D Space Nine Quark. And then let's see, there's a second page here. Let's see what else. Oh, um, the Valdor is sold out. The Concord, a hold on, people that bought the Valdor. They have no honor, okay? The Romulans. Bro, it's 22 bucks. The Romulans. Uh, still. Uh, and then the Cerritos is sold out. These these ships are yeah, all sold Cerrito, out. Yeah, obviously, because the California class. Yes. So the way it works is Master uh, Replicas is um, <clears throat> they're releasing these every couple of weeks so that there's going to be a new set uh, that'll come out. So once they clear this stuff, the next one will come in. So um, if you want to refit, uh, like I said, a lot of this stuff sold out. I went that Sunday, like two hours later, the Defiant, the Enterprise. Uh, a lot out. of these were sold out. Sold out yeah. I, I, I could have gotten the E, but I, mm, I, I didn't. You waffled on the E. But it's extra large and it was 60, it's 70 bucks. It, I was like, yeah, it is expensive. Mm -hmm. That's expensive. And it's, I mean, granted, it's the extra large. If it would have been the regular, that would have been like like the Defiant class, yeah, 23 but, bucks. Yeah, but still, but like, how big is extra large, though? Because I, I, I have one of the extra large ships. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've got the the C. I don't know if the C's, my C is an extra large, though, or not. You know, my C is pretty big. Hmm. I thought about the Valiant. Getting the Defiant concept one that looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, but as we know before, Eagle Moss made some great stuff. Master Replicas has the rights to sell this, keep a uh, keep mm -hmm. 
it, the idea is keep you know your eye out for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, now, look, but so, but they they can also they're probably also have the rights to make more of these models, correct? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. They they have to clear. So that's one of the things right now is they have to clear all of Eagle Moss's old stock okay. before anything can happen. And then then you can go uh, – and then, then they're talking about finding ways to do and production. Th- and then they'll go ham on production. Okay. Well, maybe not Master Replica, somebody else, but Master Replica has the rights to sell the back stock. Okay, I see. I got Of you. Eagle Moss right now. And they're picking lots and sending them through. So right now, of everything we talked about, there's 11 ships that you can get. You can get the Enterprise, the the Mars class, the Mirror mm-hmm. Universe D. Um, so you can get a big D, triple D. Big D. Give me the big D. Uh, you can get the Toussaint class, the Soyuz class, coaxial drive ship, mm-hmm. the Voyager concept, the Shepard class, and Neil's ship. So um, that's that's what's available. But Master Replicas has made it possible because look. If you go to Amazon and try to buy some of this stuff, it's going it's going to cost it's going to cost twenty you. to thirty percent more, or even oh, more if that. not even more. Maybe. Look here, look. Let me let, just on my phone real quick. Let's do let's go Eagle Moss, Eagle Moss, Star Trek ships. All right, I got the two James Bond ones, so. Those are probably going to go up in value. Yeah. So this is it. Okay. So the C, right? Mm-hmm. With Collector Magazine, this isn't an extra large. This is regular. 70, 74 bucks. What? Oh, that's. And I paid 30 for mine. There's your investment. Start the Saber class, right? Yeah. Saber 70, class. 79 bucks. For a Saber class? For a Saber class. Dude, they're not even that over. Yes. Seriously. The Enterprise D, just the regular D. Who did Saber class ever beat? Nobody. Did the same Saber class compete at WrestleMania? No. <laughs> no. So I mean, this one isn't bad, though. The Eagle Moss Mirror Universe, ISIS Enterprise 1701 with Magazine 39. That's not bad. But then you have the Stargazer Collector's Edition ship, $91.95. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. So I mean like, that's ridiculous, and, bro. That's yeah. Like a Jimadar Cruiser, $34. Um the Light Pilot Escort ships, $32. Jeez. $69.99 for the uh the B for the Enterprise B, mm-hmm. eighty bucks for an extra large Romulan Warbird. Fabulous. The armored Voyager, <laughs> right? With yeah. magazine, eighty nine ninety five for the armored Voyager. Holy cow, man! Yeah, so like secondary market, man. I'm telling you, you yeah, get screwed. The extra large Delta Flyer, seventy nine bucks. <laughs> Look, what? Yeah. Who's okay. paying these prices? Watch this. We just saw. We just saw on Master Replicas the Mars class ship, the Lu- Lucian, right? Yeah, Lucian. Yeah. How much did I tell you? I told you how much it was, right? 
Fifty-one bucks. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. One nineteen ninety-nine. What? 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 Excelsior class eighty-seven thirty-five. Oh my god! Not even extra large, dude. One nineteen ninety-nine. Okay, here's another one for you. Right, the Defiant. Yeah. What I tell you was twenty-three bucks. Was it? Was it twenty-two dollars? Twenty-three bucks. Yeah. Okay. And this is on Amazon. Uh, I'm sure there's other places where you can yeah, find stuff Amazon. like that. You go on eBay, it's probably going to be triple that mm-hmm. on eBay. Whole, whole. All right. This doesn't say extra large. So watch this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm just looking to see if they're going to say uh, approximately 5.51 inches. Let me see if this one is the same size. All right, because I found an Enterprise. Okay, this isn't an extra large, right? It's not the, an extra large. The one on Master Replicas, the Enterprise E. Yeah. $70 for the extra large, right? Yeah. This is the 5.51 inch model. So the oh, extra God. large is 10.5. Okay. Right? So 5.51 inches. Uh, so this is not the extra large. The Enterprise E with magazine by Eagle Moss. How much do you think it is? God, the extra large is seventy. That one's got to be what one hundred and twenty dollars. One thirty-two forty-five. What? 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 <laughs> what the fuck? Look, <laughs> like I'm sitting down right now. I know, right? Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, like for real. So, guys, Master Replicas is the way to go. You're getting yeah. official Eagle Moss stuff. You're not you get getting it secondary on the market. If you're going to buy a model, just buy all the Master Replicas, seriously. Yeah. You're going to save you some money, You're not, and you're getting yeah. official stuff, and you're not having to deal with shipping. Or, I mean, you're still doing shipping, yeah. but like, you're not dealing with secondary markets with stuff like yeah. this. My sister got worked on Amazon, too, because she felt bad because, you know, she, she felt bad because she, she felt bad because she kind of got a little – I don't know. I guess she got like angry about something and she was like bitching to me about it and screaming and yelling. And she goes, I didn't want to, you know, scream and yell at you about you didn't do anything wrong. She got me a dozen golf balls, these tailor made TP5, uh, uh-huh. TP5 picks balls. Now, you can go on eBay and get them for like, I don't know, like $42, mm. $35 a dozen. She paid $57 for it. I was like, girl, you got worked. Yeah. They worked you on Amazon. They worked you. Man, they worked you good. Okay, Seriously. yeah, yeah, she got worked hard. Or you could just go to the local, like, you can go see my buddy Dusty Jones, who, yeah, has the virtual golf. Like, <laughs> you pay like $40. He doesn't even carry them because he goes, They're ship offs. I like them, but you know, who knows? Oh, who knows? Lord, I don't, I don't so, know. So, guys, this is always, always buy from the manufacturer or. Go on eBay and try and find it cheaper on eBay. I don't know, but who knows? But like, dude, eBay might be worse. Yeah, eBay might be more. So just go to Master Replicas and 
get your ship, and that's it. And don't waffle, don't have and haul, just buy it because mm-hmm. you may come back 20 minutes, hell, even 10 minutes later, and it's gone. He gone. He, he gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. So, well, Triple D, we are an hour thirty-eight. I think we've given them, yeah, yeah, plenty of bang for their buck for today. Mother, you know, she's Hmm. sending me text messages. Please call me ASAP with all the swear letters afterwards. So, yeah. So we'll 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 wrap it up, guys. You know uh, where to find us. You know how to do all the things. Read the know, stuff on the bottom of the thing. The if you're That's not it. listening, if you're not watching live, then you know, at and, Academy at yahoo.com. And listen, guys, if you need mental therapy, mental help, and you don't know how to do it, and you're in your area, and you trust John, because John's a very trustworthy person, email John, Freedom House. Uh, what's Freedom House PC? John at freedomhousepc.org. PC.org. Email him, and he will get you in touch with someone that will help you. You know, either go through something. I mean, right now, I just started doing therapy, you know, certain counseling and therapy and stuff because mm. obviously a lot's happened to me. And I had two appointments, and uh, unfor- I got a whole another line of story about everything. We could talk about that mm. later, but um, it's definitely worked for me, guys. And so – if you guys have any problems, you need to just vent and you need like a third party. I mean, just, yeah, get a hold of John and he'll find somewhere to help you. And even if you're having suicidal thoughts, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, your life is, your life is worth it. People love you and contact John. He'll, he'll, he'll find you help. Okay. Because, you know, we want you alive in this world so you can listen to Star Trek and, and listen to us and, and not email us or not say anything. So right, right, right. <laughs> you're all, everyone, everyone is, um, everyone's important. So, yeah, it's good. It's so, good. So it is good. So, yeah. on, so on that note, guys, check out episode seven, Picard dropping tomorrow on Paramount plus check it out. Me and John are going to check it out. We can't wait. We're going to send messengers saying, you know, this was the greatest thing since, since, since sliced bread. No, you know, <laughs> I was I was looking at the whole Shotzi Blackheart sliced bread thing, but for, for, forget about it, guys. We'll catch you next week where we'll discuss episode seven of Picard and more Star Trek news. Everyone out there, live long and prosper, guys, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.